would have life and life to the fullest. Lord Jesus, let your living water flow through us in the mighty name of Jesus. Do not allow us, O oh Lord, to remain the same from today's service. Life, life, life. We speak life to every dead aspect of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Because wherever your river flows, more people will be attracted to us, O oh Lord Jesus. For the sake of the kingdom, let your living water flow through us, O oh Lord Jesus. Let your living water flow through us in the mighty name of Jesus and restore the things that Satan has taken away from us. Father, Lord, even as we've come to your temple today, we want to have an encounter of you, Father, Lord Jesus, that will translate every dead thing, O oh Lord, into a living thing in my life in the mighty name of Jesus. The gift of God in me that is redundant, O oh Lord, we speak life to it in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. With an uplifted hand, we're going to open today's service with the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwells therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Salah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King, I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. 
the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to declare that He's our Lord and our life.
God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Let's give him the glory, the praise, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. Oh God. Thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, because you're awesome, oh God. Lord, we thank you. Our hallelujah belongs to you, oh God. We thank you all our praises, oh God. Hallelujah.
voices this morning. Lift up your voices and give God all the glory. Give God all the honor. Give Him all adoration. Magnify the name of our Lord God this morning. Hallelujah to your holy name. Hallelujah to your holy name. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Amen. Have your way, have your way, Holy Spirit, feel our hearts and have your way, as we from your altar will be as you have ordained to be this morning. 
We pray that every flesh will die and only the name of Jesus shall be lifted this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and worshiped. Amen. Everybody say amen. This time we just appreciate the choir. Greetings from our father and the Lord and our mother. They are in Berlin at the moment and they are continuing with the work of the ministry and they send their love and their greetings this morning. Um, on Friday, I got a text from our father and the Lord um, that I should take the ministration this morning. And when I saw it, I developed palpitation. So, palpitation is when you are aware of your heart beating fast. <laughs> and that's because. In Christ Faith Tabernacle, because I've been around before I came to Christ Faith Tabernacle, and one of the things that struck me when I came to Christ Faith Tabernacle is the teaching of the Word and the knowledge of the people of Christ Faith Tabernacle. So when I was asked to minister, I said, Lord, what am I going to say to, um, on Sunday? And I remember Pastor Debbie, every time she comes on, she says that whenever she's asked to do similar thing. She asks the Lord, what should I teach your people? And then she begins to hear and then start downloading everything and writing it down. And I realized that as I was having that conversation I should be jotting it down. And the Spirit of the Lord said, that knowledge that you are so scared of is what you should talk to my people about. And I said, oh. And I began to write. And that is why I'm here this morning. Because the Lord has given me a message for everybody that is here. And I pray that as the word shall come, that our hearts will respond to it in the mighty name of Jesus. So knowledge. Um, so when I, when I looked at the word knowledge, so the first thing I, I usually do is to go to the dictionary. And I went to the um, Cambridge Dictionary for the meaning of the word knowledge. And there they wrote, knowledge is understanding of or information about a subject that you get by experience or study, either known by one person or by people generally. And I was, as I was meditating on that, the Holy Spirit said, look at the word knowledge. What do you see? And my eyes opened. I saw two words in one. No and edge. And I now started looking at what no is. We all know what no is. And I realized that there are two levels of knowing something. And I realized that what you know about the particular thing that somebody else does not know, it gives you an edge over that person. The other level of knowing that I saw there is relationship. So you can know somebody for example, in church, if I see any member of the church that I'm familiar with, 
outside, I know that, oh, this person is from Christfield Tabernacle. I may not know the name, but I can recognize the person. And then another level of knowing, for example, I'm in the protocol team. I know some members of protocol team by name. I know their families, but I don't even know what they do or where they live. But then there's another level of knowing in terms of relationship. And that is somebody that you know, their name, their workplace, their family, where they live. And those people, they even invite you to occasions when they are celebrating. And that is because you have spent time to develop a relationship with that person. And that is another level of knowing. Now, why is this important? Our Father and the Lord taught us about the heart and the mind. And I realized that whatever is in your heart that is processed in your mind is what your response will be to any situation you face in life. Now, in, and if you fill your heart with right things, then when it comes to the time of processing in your mind, what ends up happening is that you do the right thing. Now, by virtue of my profession, during our training, we're subjected to a lot of studying. So you have to read and read and read. And there's something we call residual knowledge. And now that residual, that residue is something that is left after you have maybe disposed of a, a lot of content in a particular thing. Whatever settles at the bottom is what is left. And early in my training, so I'll just give you a, a brief summary. Now, when I went to medical school, we were 500 in my class. And for you to go to the clinical side of things, they need 250 or less than 250. And I'm talking about medicine. So you know you have a lot of local champions in their secondary school. So people that have A stars and things. So imagine having 500 of them together. And then someone is telling all of you that we only need half or less than half. So which means some of you will not cross over. So that was when my own problem started because by the time I started counting people that I thought in my heart have more knowledge, I would have reached like 300 or something. So I was now pondering, how am I going to make it over? So I went to one of our lecturers and he said, there's fire on the mountain. Run, run, run. And he said, I have to read for six hours every day before I start reading. And he said, the six hours you read is fine, but the extra study is what forms the residue. And your residue you need to build up for 18 months for you to stand a chance. Now, residue is what is left. Residue is what you actually remember when you read, especially when you have a lot of things. So that when the day of testing comes, it is the residue that you will use to answer. So if you build it up, then you stand a greater chance of crossing over. So that's just a synopsis. Now, and I'll, and I'll come back to that, to the importance of that. Now, still talking about knowledge, I'm going somewhere. I said, no, there are two levels. Edge is when you have an advantage over other people. And at times, what you know, either by a particular thing, or people you know, can oftentimes give you an advantage. An example is in the book of um, Exodus 33:13, When Moses said, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you, that's the know, and continue to find favor, that's the edge, with you. He said, remember, this is 
your people. So that is an example of how the knowing and the edge comes together if you have in-depth knowledge of the Word of God. So I'll quickly take us through how to acquire knowledge. I'm sure we all know this. But I'll just list three things that struck me. One is studying. So you need to study. In the book of 2 Timothy 2, 15, the Bible says, if you look at the King James Version, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Remember, reading is different from studying. Studying is actually the thing that stays with you. And when the time comes for you to talk about it, you discharge that with precision and accuracy. The other way of acquiring knowledge is through teaching. And if you read the book of Exodus, the history that I just quoted, you see that when Moses said, teach me your ways so that I may know you. So through studying, you increase your knowledge and increase the residue. And teaching of the word will increase your knowledge and also the residue. But the most important thing is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians 1, 17, and we go there. When Paul was talking to the people of Ephesus, and he said, he prayed a prayer for them, that God should increase them in wisdom and revelation, so that they may know him better. When you have the Holy Spirit and you study, it opens your eyes to see the residues that you should keep. And those are the ones that you store in your heart, and then you are able to quote them. It's one thing for you to read the word, it's another thing for you to know the application of the word, and it's another thing for you to actually quote the word when you are faced with situations and circumstances. So, it's a true teaching, and we've had that in this house. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you that understanding. Also, the book of Colossians 1, 9-10, that also talks about how to know the will of God. Because when it comes to Christianity, you need to know the will of God. And I'll still come to that later. And it says that the knowledge of the will of God, it comes through all the wisdom and understanding which the Spirit gives. So the Holy Spirit is also important. So we know what knowledge is. We know how to acquire knowledge. What about the application of the knowledge? I'm going to talk to us about two cases. Our Father in Lord has taught us about the sins of Jeroboam. And I'm going to just highlight some things and link it to your heart your mind, and your strength. Now, from whatever is stored in your heart, when a thought comes to you, the, your thought goes straight to your mind. Our Father has taught us this. And the thoughts are processed in your mind. And the outcome of that processed thought is what you end up either saying or doing. And that's where your strength comes in. We've sang this morning about the strength of God. If the word of God is paramount in your heart, whenever a thought comes to you, you subject it first to the scriptures. And then eventually, if you obey, then you end up doing what the scripture says. Now, for Jeroboam, in the book of 1 Kings, Chapter 12. We all know the story of Jeroboam. In chapter 12, verse 26, we have said Jeroboam taught 
to himself. He felt secure in a position, he felt insecure in a position where God has given to him. Now, some people may say, maybe he did not know. Of course, he, do, he did know. Because the Bible says, because it's recorded in 1 Kings 11, 29 to 31, and then we, we can read from 35 to 38 quickly. So the book of 1 Kings 11, and we read from 29 to 31. So it says, About that time, Jeroboam was going out of Jerusalem, and Ahijah, the prophet of Shiloh, let him on, met him on the way, wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone out in the country, and Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces for yourself. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. See, I am going to tear the kingdom out of Solomon's hands and give you ten tribes. So he had the knowledge of what God was going to do for him. And then if you go from um, verses 35, the Bible says, I will take the kingdom from its son's hands and give you ten tribes. I will give you I will give one tribe to his son, so that David, my servant, may always have a lamb before me in Jerusalem, the city where I chose to put my name. However, as for you, I will take you, and you will rule over all, all that your heart desires. You will take the king. You will take. You will. You will be king over Israel, if you do whatever I command and walk in obedience to me and do what is right in my eyes by obeying my decrees and commands as David my servant did. I will be with you. I will build you a dynasty as enjoying as the one I built for David and will give Israel to you. So he knew the promise of God. And he actually saw the fulfillment of that. However, he still thought in his heart if he was going to lose what the Lord has given to him. Now you may wonder why, because we are talking about knowledge. When the thought came to his heart, he processed it in his mind, but he chose to seek counsel from men. Now, when I was reading this, what the Spirit ministered to me is this. Yes, he had the knowledge of God's plan, purpose, and will for him, but he had no knowledge of the God that gave the promise. Because if he did, then he will know what is written in the book of Numbers 23:19. Because that happened before the time of Jeroboam. So if Jeroboam had known that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. He said, does it promise and not fulfill? You know? But he saw the fulfillment of the promise. But he doubted if God would change his mind. God does not change his mind. I do not know what the Lord has promised you. I do not know what the purpose the Lord has set in your heart. But what I know is God does not change his mind. And all those promises, prophecies over our lives, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Jeroboam missed it. Though he had the knowledge of the promise, but he had no knowledge 
of the one who made the promise. And that was why he faltered. Now, I'm going to compare that with our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll take us to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. And this is when Satan tempted Jesus. Matthew 4, and I'll read from verses 1 to 4, to start with. So, it says, it reads, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen? Now, if you read that, if you don't go through where it was written, the scripture that Jesus quoted, remember that Jesus replied the devil with what is written. And you can only reply with what is written if your heart is full of the knowledge of the word of God. If we go quickly to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse, um, verses 2 and 3. So, in verse 3 is where the, the scripture came from. But if you read from verse 2, it gives you more understanding. Now, the Bible says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all, all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Now, chapter or verse 3 says, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors have, have known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, they were in the same situation that Jesus was. Because if you read that Matthew, I believe most of us have fasted before. And once you finish fasting, the natural thing is to break the fast. And when you break the fast, what you do is you eat. But why is it that when the devil told Jesus to do exactly that, why did, Jesus, why did Jesus reply the way he did? It's because the emphasis is not on the bread, but the person giving the instruction. Because the Bible says here that you, you said that, he said that to teach you that, that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. If it was the Lord that told Jesus to turn the tone into bread, he would do it. But it was the devil. And if you respond to the devil, then that means the devil is your master. So Jesus' heart was full of the world. And he knew what the devil was trying to do is to make him a subject. And Jesus Christ replied that he will only do what the Lord says. So that's the first thing. Because his heart is full of the world. So if we read again the second temptation, 
Sorry. So I read from verse 5. Okay, yes. So from verse 5, the Bible says, so Matthew 4, um, 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So he came quoting the scripture that he had no understanding of. But then Jesus replied again. He said, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to test. Jesus still did not yield to the instruction of the devil. I'm going somewhere. Like Pastor Ben used to say. <laughs> the first time Jesus did not yield, Jesus quoted the scripture. The devil came back quoting the scripture. Jesus also replied, quoting the scripture. And he still did not obey the instruction of the devil. Now from verse 8, the third one said, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And at that point, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. When I read that, what struck me was the difference in the response. And I began to wonder why. And so I went to read the scripture that Jesus quoted. And that gave me understanding. If we go to the book of Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And we'll read from um, verses 13 to 15. It says, Fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God. And his anger will burn against you. And it will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not put the Lord your God to test. That's the second one. So, why am I reading this to you? Jeroboam yielded to the deception of the devil. And because of that, he lost his throne and generations after him. Even a lot of the kings suffered because of the sin of Jeroboam. Because he felt insecure and he did not know the God who gave him the promise. Jesus Christ replied the devil away from me. Because they knew if he bows to the devil, 
when you vow to something, is a sign of subjugation. That means that person will rule over you. Or that person is actually ruling over you. If Jesus should do that, then he will have lost his destiny. And Jesus knew the aim of the devil is to destroy him completely. Jeroboam fell for it and he was destroyed. But our Lord Jesus Christ defeated the devil by the written word. I say to you today, in this church we give the scriptures to read every day. We should not just read those things. We need to study them and build up the residue. Because on the day of trial, when the testing will come, it is how much of the residue, how much of it you have built up over the years. That is what you will pick from. And that is what you will use to reply. Now, if your heart is full of the scriptures, and you have the Holy Spirit that gives you understanding. When the thoughts come, because they will, and it goes to your mind, and it's being processed in your mind, if you do not renew your mind on a daily basis by the scriptures, you may think that Jeroboam was weak, but Jeroboam's problem was the fact that he did not know the God that put him in position. And for us, we have no excuse. On that day when the thought comes and is processed in your heart, what will your decision be? Is it to please men or to satisfy your own selfish ambitions? Or will it be in conformity with the written word? Jesus Christ has set the template. When you want to reply or you want to take a step or you want to do anything, Subject it first to the scriptures. If you do that, you cannot get it wrong. If you do that, the devil will be defeated. If you do that, you will live a life of fulfillment. I want us to stand up this morning. And I want us to pray. A lot of us have knowledge of God's promises and we pray on a daily basis for fulfillment of those promises. But you need to ask yourself this morning, how much of God do I know? How much of God do I know? Am I just paying leave service? Or am I actually investing in the relationship with God? Our Father, the Lord has been telling us this. We see manifestations. In my life, I've seen manifestations through our Father in the Lord. From spoken words that has come to pass. And he has told us that this, oftentimes, is not because of anointing, but it's the relationship. And if we work on our relationship with our Maker, we will build up enough residue so that on the day of trial and on the day of testing, the right answer is what we come out with as demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to pray this morning that the Lord Almighty will help you, will open your eyes when you are studying the scripture to see the residues, to see the relevant things, to guide you so that you can build your stores in your heart. So that on that day, because you know God knows tomorrow, 
He knows the beginning. He knows the end. He is the first and is the last. So whatever it is you are going to pass through in life, God knows the end of it. If we can only spend time and develop that relationship with our maker, then our eyes will be open. Then our ears will be open. Then our hearts will be touched to know. The eyes of understanding that is in our eye and our heart, it will be open and directions will be given. Healing will come. Problems will be sorted. And that year, the year of the, glo- the glorious year of the saints, when we step out, people will see the glory of God in our lives. Because everything we do that is coming from our heart, the heart that is full of the word of God, will always be in conformity with the written word. I want you to lift up your voices this morning and pray to God to open the eyes of your understanding that God should help you to develop a relationship with Him. The type of relationship that God will know you by name. We know in the book of Numbers when 12 elders were sent to spy on the land Elders, each from, one from each tribe, ten came back with reports of woes. Only two saw with the eye of the Spirit. And the Bible said, the Lord said concerning Caleb, Caleb, my servant, has a different spirit. He serves me wholeheartedly. You want to pray that the Holy Spirit will open the eyes of your heart to understand when you open the books to study, that the Lord will grant you understanding, that every word that you read, your heart will respond to it, that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon us afresh today. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of understanding, that as we read, we will understand, and as we understand, we will apply it to every area of our lives, in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to pray now. Ask the Lord to open the eyes of your heart. Ask the Lord to open the eyes of your heart. The Bible says the knowledge of the will of God comes through all the wisdom and understanding which the Spirit gives. Holy Spirit of God, fill our hearts with the knowledge of the will of God for us. Even as we approach the new year, O God, fill our hearts with the knowledge of the will of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, help us, help us, help us, O God. Help us, help us, help us, O God. Help us, O Lord. We cry to you today, O Lord. Help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us in the mighty name of Jesus. That every step we take from today henceforth will be in conformity with what is written. That every thought that comes to our heart we subject it first to the scriptures. And the decisions that we take in our lives will be guided and regulated by the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all adoration. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For the days we cannot see, and for all that is yet to be in our lives. The trials that we may have to face, 
when we know we'll be leaning on your grace. We know that on those days, O oh Lord, it is your strength that will save us. We know, O oh Lord, that it is your love that will make us strong. And Father Lord, we pray in all that we do and in all that we say, it will be what is right in your eyes. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Can we have our seats to prepare for our offering? Thank you, Pastor Gide, for the ministration. The Lord will bless you and refill you and empower you in Jesus' name. So, as we have read or heard from the man of God, what Jesus Christ told the devil in Matthew 4.3, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So let's see, as we prepare for our offering, let's prepare for our offering, please. I want to read Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 9. Because we should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. As we prepare our offering, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 9, Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. So as we prepare our offering, we will see on the board the details of the accounts. And if you have taken an envelope, can you please fill the envelope and take the right uh, uh, columns of the where we need to take? So we have seen that we have a duty to bring, to honor the Lord with our possessions. And uh, that is the duty we want to do even right now. And we see that there is a promise concerning our duty that we will render even today. And as we have been doing that always, the Bible says our bands will be filled with plenty, our vat will overflow with new wine. Praise the Lord. Can we all rise? Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you, O God, for your word that have gone out from this pulpit, even this morning. And Father, in uh, addition to that which you have spoken to your servants, Lord, we have brought our possession, the first fruit of our increase, O God, even unto you this morning. We thank you, O Lord, that as we fulfill this duty, O God, we thank you because the Bible says that God is not slack concerning his promises. We thank you for your promise that we fill our barn with plenty, and you will allow, you will grant unto us that our vats will overflow with new wine. Father, we thank you, God Almighty, as we dip our hands into our pockets and bring forth before you, O God, our offerings, our tithes. We thank you, O God, because we know, Lord, as we look unto you, O God, 
You said those who put their trust in you will not be put to shame. And we thank you, Lord, because we know your word cannot be broken, but it will be fulfilled. We pray that this proverb, O God Almighty, will be fulfilled in our lives. And your promises, O God Almighty, even concerning those that heed, O God, to your, to your words, will be fulfilled in our lives. And we continue to rejoice in your presence. Thank you, Almighty Father. Take all the glory, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. So let's remain standing as we, the choir lead us in prayers. I mean, sorry, in uh, songs to worship and drop our offering. Amen. We love to call your name in something we cannot explain. That happens when we proclaim your great name, your great name. Yes, we love you. Call your name. Call your name is something. We cannot explain. That
Sing everything has to change. Every situation. Sing everything has to change. Everything has to change. before you the holy offering that brought by your holy people and I pray let your holy fire consume this holy sacrifice in Jesus mighty name we have prayed can we have our seat please church. Um, I would like to welcome those worshipping us with us for the first time today. If you're, if you're here with us for the first time today, if you please like to lift up your hands to us and let's try to identify those worshipping with us for the first time today. Do we have anyone in the congregation? Let's look to our right, let's look to our left. Do we have anyone coming in here for the very first time today? We'd like to welcome you to Christ Faith Tabernacle. Amen. Amen. So I, let's give ourselves a round of applause. Amen. So we will identify that. Oh, we have one of our sisters. Let's welcome our sister this morning. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. Welcome, my sister. I believe you've been blessed this morning. And if you don't now have a, a church that you attend to, we welcome you into Christ Faith Tabernacle. This is a family church. And on your way out, um, because of um, the COVID rules that have come, currently been enforced in the church, as you go out on the right-hand side, we have a pack for you. If you just like to pick it up and drop, fill in all your details and drop it at the reception. The Lord bless you. You're very welcome. You may please be seated. At this time, I'd like to welcome Pastor Tyre for the full announcements for the day. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, just before I take the announcement so I can catch my breath, is Sister Adetola. Yes, please. She's going to give a very quick announcement. Good morning and happy Sunday, everybody. This is just um, a quick announcement regarding the youth. Um, can I please have the youth post on the board, please? Thank you very much. So just to say that our monthly youth meeting will be taking place this um, upcoming Saturday, the 18th of December. Um, time would be from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, but our meeting will be on Zoom. So prior to um, the youth um, meeting taking place, um, the link will be sent out. Um, by um, via email. Um, if you have any qu- queries or anything, please email the youth at um, CFT 
underscore yacht at hotmail.co.uk. Thank you. The Lord. First off, a bit of apologies for the fact that the that the youth meeting may well have to be on vir- uh, on a virtual platform this this month. But please, all the youth, check and make sure and check in the course of the week if circumstances change. Would really really want it to be in person, but the current regulations and the current issues we have means that the interactive nature of what you are looking to achieve for the end of year reflection would not really be fully um, would not really be fully felt if you were to come into church and you had your face mask on and you are social distance you might as well relax on zoom and have a long chat but if things change if the regulations change we may well bring it back into a, into into a, a, an in-person so please look out for the announcements during the course of the week in case. And that means we up our prayers. Yes? We don't like the, the, there's so much restrictions coming on. And as I announced this morning at uh, Bethesda, we should not use standards of others to measure what we know to do that is right. And I'm not making a political statement. So don't excuse yourself and say, oh, because certain officials do not do this or they do not do that they don't regard this they don't regard that that doesn't stop you as a child of god from doing what is right we sometimes make excuses and say well but if those in government don't do xyz then i can get get away with it as well that's wrong that's not right so we are following adhering to the principles and the letter because there's something different about the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. There are some things that we need to recognize as children of God. We do both. We make sure we don't cut corners. Praise the Lord. And that's primarily because the event is going to be taking, was planned to be taking place in the church auditorium. The rules are slightly different. If, as we are, going to be going for the Christmas dinner, Next week, Sunday, we're having the walkers' dinner. It's still going ahead unless guidelines, government guidelines change. And the rules, the reason why we can do that is because the rules for those sort of venues are different. And in line with that as well, please note, we're going to be following very, very strict codes in terms of vaccination status as well as carrying out a number of lateral flow tests in advance within a given period we have an obligation to keep ourselves safe the venue is also being arranged in such a way that you would not have more than a group of six on a table we will be socially distanced as much as we can we want to have a good time we want to have a meal together and it's going ahead in that fashion praise the lord we will have a good time next week sunday for all workers And as I announced again this morning, unless, unless you have symptoms, COVID symptoms, or ask to self-isolate, you are mandated to be there. Don't pull out because there's no reason to. If we consider it to be unsafe, we will certainly 
be making announcements in advance or indeed if the government guidelines change but at the moment it's still going ahead do i have any hey anybody who's still excited about the fact that we're getting together to celebrate christmas and don't let the system dictate how you feel about christmas jesus is the reason for the season jesus is the reason for the season don't let things around you dampen your spirit Give joy to others. Spread the love. Reach out to many. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now on that note, please you would, if you are intending to join the coach next week, because there's going to be a couple of coaches um, made available, one from Cathedral, one from Bethesda, to the venue. That's at the at the the venue for the for the for the Christmas dinner. Please note that you would receive within the next few hours a link that should enable you register. Please only register to go on the coach if you want to travel on the coach. In previous years, we would ask you to make a deposit so that when you get on the coach, we'll refund your deposit. This year, we're taking it on trust. And saying that if you book, you will turn up. Now, there's always a sting in the tail. If you book, you put your name down there and you don't turn up, I will personally pursue you for the money. Because you would have deprived someone else who needs that space. And if you choose to do that, then you ought to pay for the space that you've left vacant. So please only register to go on the coach if you intend to go on the coach. The only individuals who may well be excused may well be if for whatever reason you receive a notification track and trace on Saturday saying, stay home. Then please do what? Stay home unless you're exempt. Praise the Lord. And whilst talking about exemptions, it's not great that we have to reintroduce the use of face masks because some of us had buried it and we thought we'd never use it again. But at the same time, please note what you do during the course of the week. COVID is still in the air, regardless of the vaccination status. There's flu, there's all of things. But please keep yourself safe by watching what you're doing as well. Keep the routines. If we're double or treble jabbed, it's not the immunity. We still need to keep basic things basic. Don't get yourself in crowded areas where you should have a face mask on. Put it on. Excuse yourself from places that are not too convenient, especially when you don't know the people around you and what they've been up to. And the Lord will bless you richly. Praise the Lord. You see, we can no longer see the faces of people smiling. But it's okay, I can see all of you smiling in the bot, uh, uh, the, uh, in, 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 with the eyes. Greetings from Apostle and Mamioma. They are having a great time in Berlin. And they will be with us. Of course, you've been seeing them almost every evening anyway. And this week, this tonight, 7 p.m., we're having um, communion as well as an intercessory prayer session. And tomorrow it will be 11 p.m. That's Monday, Tuesday, 11 p.m. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Thursday, 11 p.m. But please note, Light of the World, we're studying Prophet Isaiah and we'll be meeting at 7 p.m. on Thursday. 
light of the world please note that and then on friday again we're having 11 p.m prayers and because we have a two-hour session on friday stroke saturday um we will not be having a saturday evening one i think i've exhausted all the announcements and it's taken me like uh 10 minutes that's an epistle of announcements today can i invite us to please rise actually we're finishing too early aren't we Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we rise, please? Can we stretch our hands forward, please? May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed this week. May we shout for joy when you are victorious and lift up our banners in the name of the Lord. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, may he answer all your requests. And may the God of Bethel, who appear unto Jacob, may he tabernacle in your life and in your home. And may he reveal himself to you in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Shall we lift up our right hand to heaven? As we share the grace as is written in Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is where pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ. To whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And the general grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Turn to someone and say, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Shall us a blessing.
FCC or YouTube. God bless. Bye. Blessed Jesus.